When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome back to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. We are entering season two of the Broncos Binge Podcast, and we honestly couldn't be more excited to be back. Our new upload day will be Fridays, so be on the lookout for new episodes on whatever your favorite podcast streaming platform is. Honestly, we're going to dive just straight into the news here. On the injury front, wide receiver Jerry Judy was carted off the field after suffering a hamstring injury during Thursday's practice. I can confirm that the injury isn't as severe and he will not be missing the entire season. However, he could end up missing many weeks. Head coach Sean Payton didn't really have an exact confirmation on the time he will miss, but regardless, the Broncos find themselves down another wide receiver. For those keeping score at home, this marks the third wide receiver the Broncos have lost to a leg injury before the start of the regular season. With Tim Pat- yeah, with Tim Patrick tearing his Achilles in early early in training camp, Jalen Virgil tearing his meniscus during the preseason game against the 49ers, and now Jerry Judy. But those wide receivers are um, out for the remainder of the season. Thankfully, the early signs are that Jerry Judy is not going to be out for the season. Honestly, with how snake-bitten the Broncos are with injuries, Dalton, I genuinely feel like I'm losing my mind. How about you? Yeah, it's it's getting really old. We went from having a really stacked-looking wide receiver core to it looking like there's nothing left it's a it's a barren wasteland of a desert now right imagine if we actually did trade Cortland Sutton like all those rumors were saying early late last season and getting it off season I would I would have literally cried I I don't really think I could have handled something like that happening I would have broken down and what's crazy is um you know Broncos legend quarterback and wide receiver Kendall Hinton was kind of a long shot to make the roster anyways but now with these injuries popping up he might have a chance to make it. Are you? That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my home. guy. Kendall Hinton. Yeah, he's pretty beloved here in Denver. But honestly, Dalton, are you familiar with like the free agent, the wide receiver free agent market? Like, I know there's Jarvis Landry, Julio. Uh, should the Broncos partake? Maybe. No, maybe Jarvis Landry and Kenny Galladay on cheap deals. But I really don't want Sammy Watkins or Julio Jones. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, we definitely need to sign somebody. Um, I wouldn't be mad at Jarvis Landry because he kind of has a size and play style similar similar to Jerry Judy. So, honestly, we'll see. Um, but before we really, really bum ourselves out with all these injuries, because I could honestly drone on for hours about that, 
let's kind of go back and do a little brief review of the last game. So the Broncos went to Santa Clara and played the 49ers in their second preseason game. And somehow, some way, the Broncos lost in the final seconds of the game for the second straight week. Like the third and fourth string defense really struggled in these first two preseason games. Like, I wouldn't be surprised that if a good chunk of the guys that were in for that losing drive against the Niners aren't on the roster a week from now. I would I would not be surprised at all. No, those coaches look really mad at the end of the game. They look yeah. pretty, pretty heated. So was Sean Payton. Sean Payton was pissed. No, that's what I'm saying. Sean Payton and Vance Joseph. And I never really see Vance Joseph that bad. Yeah, he's supposed to be having the time of his life. Sergio Dip. Great practice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it wasn't exactly fun to watch us get dotted up by Trey Lance, who is literally about to be probably traded for being a bust because Sam Darnold was named the second string quarterback behind Brock Purdy. So we kind of made him look good, which isn't ideal. And I know there's been some reports online of, you know, the Broncos should pursue a trade for Trey Lance. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, what if Sean Payton turned him into an absolute god? I doubt that. If, see, Sean, no. Kyle Shanahan has, like, the system for quarterbacks. If you can't succeed in that system, you're not going to succeed anywhere else. That's kind of just a bold claim by me. He's got, like, one of the ideal setups for quarterbacks. I mean, look what he's doing with freaking Brock Purdy right now, Mr. Irrelevant from last year's draft class. And Trey Lance, what, was he the second or third overall pick a couple years back? He's been struggling. Like, that's honestly just your death wish right there. If you can't succeed in that offense. I mean, I, I personally don't think the Broncos need a trade for him. I mean, because if anything, he's just going to be sitting behind Wilson and but he's a couple years he's like three, four years in the league so far and he'd just be still sitting on the bench but still desiring more starting time. I yeah, no. It doesn't make sense logistically for the Broncos to pursue Trey Lance. But um on a positive note, the offensive line showed a tiny bit more improvement with their blocking, which also kinda led to Russ looking good because he was able to use his feet, scramble, and extend plays. And I think there's a few designed quarterback runs in there. But honestly, I'm I'm not mad at what Russ looks like so far. I am a little concerned with the offensive line. That could honestly make or break our offense. But I'm not going to panic just yet. There's only a little bit of panic. How, how about you, Dalton? Yeah, Ben Powers looks well, I don't know how to describe it. He looks really bad in pass blocking. Concerning. I'll say that. Yeah. Concerning. Yeah. I'm going to give Garrett Bull some time to, to, to get back on his legs since he did go through a pretty rough injury and Mike McGlinchey's hurt. So the Broncos right tackle position is also cursed. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We will see. Honestly, 
the offense is only going to go as far as the offensive line will let them go, as upsetting as that is. So we are only a couple days away, Dalton, from the last preseason game um, for the Broncos. It will be the Broncos' first home preseason game against the Los Angeles Rams. So kind of my bold claim for this upcoming week is that I mm-hmm. think the Broncos might go 0 and 3. I might I might get some pitchforks coming after me for that, but you know, with how much the third and fourth stringers have struggled and honestly, we're likely not going to see little to any play from the Broncos starters for this final preseason game. So if they continue with their pattern of struggling, we're probably not I don't know. I don't see us so far what I've seen in the joint practices with the Rams. The Rams have kind of had the upper hand both days. So honestly, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I we'll see. I think it would be cool if we went one and two <laughs> or something like that, but um I should say and remind people that preseason doesn't really matter cuz full disclosure, the 2008 Lions went 4-0 in the preseason and then proceeded to go 0-16. So it doesn't entirely matter to some degree. So let's let's breathe a little bit first. <laughs> True. I did forget I did forget about that, but I do remember I do remember that now. Um the Ravens also had a 24-0 preseason record until like what last week. Yeah, they I think it was the commanders kicked a field goal and they treated it like they won the Super Bowl <laughs> just because they snapped their streak. That's funny. Yeah. You got to appreciate that, though, because sometimes those rookies won't get be able to play again. Yeah, that's sad, though. That's the sad part of the preseason. These guys are really fighting for jobs. Dalton, do you have any bold claims you'd like to suggest? I have one that you're not going to like. Oh, God. It does. Ha- it has nothing to do with the Broncos related at all. Um, Mine is Jonathan Taylor is traded with a second or third round pick could flip-flop either or to the Chiefs oh. for Chris Jones. Oh, let me get my trash can and bark. Why? Why? Because I don't want anything good to come to the Chiefs at all. They can suffer. We've been suffering. Now I want them to suffer. I want them to go back to their, like, what, two and three win seasons that they had earlier in the 2000, like, I think it was, like, 2012, 2013. I don't know. I want them to be sucky again. Like, I just don't want anything good to come of them. And so they deserve nothing good because any further additions to their team is just further building a super team. However, I will say that um, kind of regarding Chris Jones, though, the more I mean, the more the Chiefs continue to succeed, the more they're going to struggle to pay their players, because I swear it's a common it happens with every good team or Super Bowl winning team because that happened to us after Super Bowl 50 is the good players bolted because they wanted bigger better contracts Danny Trevathan boom went to the Bears because he wanted a mega contract he was okay for them for a couple years and you know he got his money Um, Malik Jackson thought he was the best thought he was really good I can't remember where he went did he go Oh, he went to Malik the Jaguars. Jackson. Malik Jackson went to the Jaguars. He was pretty good. He was, he was all good right. For, but then he just dropped off the face of the earth and now he's retired. But that just that happens is when Super Bowl when teams win the Super Bowl, players are like, Oh man, I was a part of the Super Bowl winning squad. Need my money. So they're gonna they're starting to see that a little bit because now Chris Jones has shown that he wants to be paid. 
And the more people on their roster that say, hey, I want to be paid, they're not going to be able to afford everybody. So um, not saying it's the downfall of the Chiefs, although that would be the literal best thing ever. Um, it's it's just going to get hard for them to keep their superstars. But I w- I'm, I'm waiting for the downfall. I'm just I'm hoping for it. Will it will it happen? I'm not sure. Praying for the downfall. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see them succeed. I will say regarding Jonathan Taylor, though, there's been a lot of chatter regarding Jonathan Taylor and the Broncos. And I think that chatter and discourse needs to stop because we thank you, Jonathan Taylor, but we don't exactly need your services because I'm very happy with the Broncos running back room. Like we've got the potential to have a super dominant run run game with Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and Jaleel McLaughlin, who has honestly shown in the preseason t- so far to be, he looks like a gem, like a diamond in the rough that they found. Uh, undrafted rookie out of Youngstown State. I'm, I'm just excited. So with that three-headed monster there, honestly, I think we're good. We don't need to give up anything for Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> it's a little mini baby three-headed monster. Exactly. And thing is, they both have Javante is more like Javante and Samaje are like power run power runners. Like they'll just bowl you over, and then Jaleel looks like kind of the shifty sneak by a kind of guy. So honestly, we if the if our offensive line stays intact and can run and power pass and run block properly, then we'll see. We should be good. But honestly, the offense is only going to go as far as the offensive line is going to allow it to go. So let's hope for the best regarding that. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly on Fridays, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions on stuff you'd like to see on the podcast, please let us know. Make sure to follow us both on Twitter at RachelNFL and at NFLDalton. And once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos.